Welcome to How to Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. It's season two, episode 13, How to Schedule, part one. Summer is winding down and the possibility of hitting the reset button on your schedule is likely on your mind. But how are you going to go about doing it might not be clear. To help you get the fall started off on the right foot, Kevin and I are spending the next two episodes talking about how to create a plan of life that will help you reach your goals and live your priorities. On today's episode, we also have a Catholic hack on how to not waste moments of suffering and highlight an upcoming conference that is literally bringing together Christians from around the world. You won't want to miss it, so stay right here. Can I share a secret with everyone on the podcast? Is it a secret if you share it with everyone? Well, it's currently a secret. Can I expose the secret? Yeah, that sounds good. Every time before we podcast, Kevin starts singing. That's true. Into the microphone. (laughs) That's how I warm up. Yeah, it's like his jock jams. He's got to get pumped up. Mm Mm-hmm. Then I didn't sing it, but you know, summer, 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 summertime. That That's was going, in your head. Yeah, I was going through my head because mm. we're talking about a little, you know, the wrap up of summer. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. summertime. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should just start recording when you start singing. Well, it's just, and the fun part is just a random song. There's no like grammar reason to the song. It's just not usually. complete randomness. Yeah. Based, maybe based on the topic, but the actual. It's just an odd habit that it, you've picked up. It usually comes from the '90s. <laughs> Where all good music came from. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of summer and wrapping up summer. Look at that transition. Look at that transition. We were talking about that. Today on the podcast, we have a two-part series for you. Two parts. We haven't done this, this, that, this since December. A long time ago. Season one, we did a wow. two-part. But we haven't done one since. And we are doing a... Put- a <laughs> <laughs> a podcast, <laughs> a podcast for you. My words are mincing. A two-part series on scheduling, how to schedule. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. The reason for this is because I think for all of us, this is a natural transition time coming up. Summer wraps up. Mm. It's the fall coming in Watch soon. Out. School's starting again. And whether you're in school or not, there's just something about school starting that I think the whole world kind of retransitions. Mm-hmm. So schedules have been on my mind a lot. Just the other day, I was working on my color-coordinated Excel document that I do every year. Mm-hmm. And I get very excited about <laughs> Don't makes, laugh at that me. That makes one of us. <laughs> and it just seemed like such a fitting topic because there's a lot to say on scheduling and how we can integrate and why we schedule and what it has to do with our Catholic faith. So Kevin, tell me. Why schedule? What does this have to do with being Catholic? Yeah, so some of us might be really excited about scheduling. Other of us might ha- be a little bit slower to get excited. Right. But So maybe you're excited. I'm always excited about schedules. I don't get as excited, but I do realize the value of scheduling. And so I'm trying to think, all right, in our Catholic faith, how does scheduling, how does order help us? And one of the best places to turn to when you think of Catholicism and order is the rule of St. Benedict. I love St. Benedict. Yep. Because he lived order. 
he did. He did live order. So uh, in many ways, uh, St. Benedict is the founder of Western monasticism uh, in the in the 5th century. And so at the beginning of this rule, and this rule is famous for business, for life, for monks, people have used it in all different forms and spheres. To start off his rule, the vision for why he has a rule is he gives the four kinds of monks. Wait, wait. Can you kind of explain what is a rule? Yeah, so the rule is how the monks live. It's kind of the way in which they have all agreed with their abbot of how to conduct their lives. It's kind of like their charter or their... Mm -hmm. The plan of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. And so this rule helps form their schedule as well. And so as St. Benedict's about to explain, here's how I think monks should live their lives in order to obtain holiness. Let me give you some vision of why people have rules. Does that make sense? Yep. So he talks about four kinds of monks. And the first two monks is probably the, the monks we're most familiar with. The first monk he describes is uh, someone who has an abbot and follows a rule. Uh, he calls these monks Cenobites, but for um, that kind of sounds like a good snack. I it want does. Some, yeah, I, want some good I immediately thought Cinnabon. And I was like, mm, I need some. How is it? Why is there? Anyways, that's a tangent. And that's really how you pronounce it? I mean, as far as I know, Cenobites. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm, that sounds good. Mm. So these are normal monks that you think of Benedict monks. They have an abbot who oversees them. They have a rule that they follow. Okay, we're all, all there. The second kind of monk is a hermit. So hermits go off and they live by themselves. They have a rule of life, but they're doing it mostly solo. Sometimes they check in with other brothers, but they're they're pretty much on their own. And then there's two more kinds of monks that St. Benedict talks about, and we're probably not super familiar with these types of monks. The first one is the Sarabates, and uh, Benedict calls them the most detestable kind of monk. <laughs> and they say, he says, two or three are together. Sometimes they're alone. They don't have a shepherd. They don't have a rule. Um, so it's their law is what they like to do, and whatever strikes their fancy. fancy. Anything they believe in and choose, they call holy. And anything they dislike, they call forbidden. So they're really kind of ruled by their passions. Sounds like it. And then the very last type of monk, well, he called the last type of monk, he said they were the most detestable. He says these are even worse. Uh, And these are the gyrovegs. And these gyrovegs go from abbot to abbot and community to community and when they don't like the rule they've been given they actually just pick up and leave and move somewhere else so like this is too hard i quit yeah that's right so i think that's um i like these types of monk because i think what benedict is pointing out is that the reason why we have order the reason why we have a rule whether you're a monk or a lay person or anyone really is because in our lives we have passions that come up and those passions cause us to make decisions that when we're not in that moment we often regret so, for instance, we might know, oh, I need to I need to exercise every week. But when it comes to that moment, our passion might say, I don't really want to. But what a rule does, what a schedule does, is allows us to make sure that we plan and help build a life of who we want to be and that we don't let our passions rule us and take over and actually, yeah, supplant or subvert what we're trying to do. So it's really closely linked to habit building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we love habit building on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. One phrase that's always stuck with me from uh, Dr. Jonathan Reyes, who's we've coded on the podcast before, but he always says, uh, you build the life and then the life builds you. What your schedule is will actually form you as a person. So it's not just something trivial or something, you know, people who are really well ordered like and micromanage their lives. No, a schedule is a very direct way 
to figure out who is the person that I'm becoming. And the better we schedule, many times can help us become that better person we want to be. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why we want to talk about how to schedule today because so much of, I think, our personal development and growth and our holiness and our growth and virtue depends on do we live a life that has some order to it. Um, Mm -hmm. And that requires some discipline. And so this is a great time of year to be considering it as we kind of reset the clock um, and reset the way that we... um, the way that our that our day is going to be ordered just based upon the natural rhythm of school starting for most of us. So that is why we are talking about this right now. Yeah. It's a good time. It's a good time. It's been on my mind. So in order to schedule well, which is what we're going to be talking about here, we need to be prioritizing well. Yep. Or else we end up just living haphazardly. And of course, immediately when Kevin and I were talking about this, how do we prioritize life in order to build our schedule? Because you can't do everything. You've got to choose what are the most important things and put those first. Of course, we came up, both of us, very excitedly remembering the analogy of the big rocks and the little rocks. That's right. Which I feel like we've all heard this analogy at this point. But even if you haven't, or maybe you need to be reminded. I think you should explain it. Yes. So Big Rocks and Little Rocks. I think the origins of this, we're not quite sure, but there's this awesome 80s YouTube. Well, yeah. it wasn't obviously a YouTube then, but it's an 80s recording yeah. that was put on YouTube of Dr. Stephen Covey. And I I think he might be the one who created this analogy. It could be. And we'll put the video link in the show notes because it's worth a watch just to see the outfits. And the bangs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's totally worth yeah, it. That's great. And it's the concept of when you have a jar and if you fill it up with a bunch of little rocks and those are kind of the little less important things in your life, then you try to put in the more important things, the big rocks, it doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. The jar is overflowing, it's bursting, not everything fits in the jar. But if you put the big rocks in first, your top priorities in first, then you put the little rocks in and you kind of shake it down, then the little rocks find the nooks and crannies between the big rocks and everything fits in the jar. Mm -hmm. So his whole point is teaching about priorities. And I remember even in high school, one of our teachers doing this kind of a demonstration and he even added in the big rocks and then little rocks and then sand, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, and now is the jar full? <laughs> it's like, Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. And then water. Yep. And I, maybe he does that on the video. Franklin does it too. Not Franklin. Stephen. Assuming that's his yeah. father son relationship there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the point is, is that you've got to put the most important things in first. So with scheduling, if we want to put our schedule together, first we need to know what are our priorities and then build our schedule based upon our priorities. That's right. So what we're going to be doing in this two-part series, the bulk of it here, is we're going to be looking at five priorities that we all need to consider when we're building our schedule. And we're going to go through them in order of importance. So what's the first thing you need to consider? What's the next thing and so on? So we're going to hit two of those priorities today. And Mm -hmm. then in part three, we're going to look at part three. Part two, we're going to look at the next three and do a little bit of wrapping up here. So one thing just to note as we go through these priorities is that you're going to see a lot of room for overlap. So there's maybe, you know, something you can do that's going to hit two or three of these priorities at once. And I am all about that multitasking. So just want to recognize not everything's going to be neat and perfect and in a little package, but um, we're going to look at these general priorities, these general Uh, order going from the biggest rocks to the little rocks that are still a part of our life and putting life in order so we can get a schedule ready fantastic sweet so our first one they all start with p because that's perfect perfect. (laughs) (laughs) we did not plan that (laughs) did not plan that oh yikes you want (laughs) to (laughs) go 
How about you give us the first P, Kevin? The first P is prayer, Lisa. And when we say prayer, we don't just mean, oh, I'm talking to God, but prayer can take on a number of different forms. So um, we got to think of really, we're using a P here, but it's probably our relationship with God is the Mm -hmm. best way to describe. Our spiritual life. Yeah, our spiritual life, because that's the most important thing. That's why it's the first Biggest rock. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I want to go to heaven. That's the most important thing in my life. So um, what does prayer look like? So there's obviously a time of conversation with God each day uh, that's really important. And we can pray in so many different ways. We can pray with a rosary, divine office, the angelus, divine mercy chaplet. All these are awesome ways. But I know Lisa and I, and I know several spiritual directors, really recommend at least 10, hopefully 20, 30 is awesome, of time where it's just what's been called as mental prayer or meditation. We're really allowing a chance for the Lord to speak into your life in that silence, and you have opportunity to speak to him as well. And so that's, I think, for us, we found that big rock in our life to be really important for our spiritual life and for our overall life as well. There's, of course, other things to our relationship to God with God than simply uh, prayer, uh, kind of those those ways I mentioned. There's also uh, Mass, uh, you know, obviously every Sunday or if possible to go during the week. There's confession. We, you know, recommend week uh, monthly, if not uh, more. And, uh, you know, just as we're thinking through all these things, scripture can be a huge uh, influential uh, habit as well. A great way to engage in prayer, a great way to engage in mass as well. So I think, yeah, those are some really key uh, things to think about as we look at our relationship with God. We look at prayer. What does that look like in my day? And what does that look like in my schedule and making sure that's actually one of those big rocks that I don't forget. Yeah, it's really, I mean, that's the first thing that we want to build into our schedule is when am I going to pray? When am I going to spend time um, talking to God? And like Kevin said, you know, we really recommend and what we've heard over and over again is is minimum, every Christian should be spending at least minimum 10 minutes of prayer. And all those other things, I hate to see their bonus, um, because, I mean, certainly you could argue, you know, the, the rosary, right? Like yeah. like Mary specifically said, like, I want you to pray the rosary. That's fantastic. That's great. But we also don't want people to think, oh, well, you know, I pray the Angelus. Therefore, I pray today. Okay. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. That's great. But, but have you talked to God? Mm-hmm. Like making sure that that priority is in there and then building around based upon your own spirituality and your own personal devotions, which is fantastic, to then add in also, if you have other priorities, where are those going to fit into your day? Yeah. So, I mean, for, for instance, um, you think of it of a, a married relationship, right? Like, it'd be really important each day that I have a conversation with you. And that's how a relationship can really blossom. Now, I'll say some rote things each day, like, I love you <laughs> and good night. And those are important. You're not like, hey, I've heard I love Stop you. Stop saying it. I don't need it. I'm so over that. But if I simply told you each day I loved you a few times... Mm-hmm. but then I didn't actually have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. We, our relationship probably wouldn't grow in the same way. Mm-hmm. Actually, I know it wouldn't grow in the same way. And I think the thing, mm-hmm. same thing with God. There, again, there's nothing. No, you're not asking me to stop saying I love you, mm-hmm. but you would. it'd be remiss if, if I didn't have that conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so just prioritizing that, that first piece there, prayer, figuring out what are your priorities with prayer and how are you going to fit them into your day, getting those in first before anything else because that's the biggest of the big rocks. That's right. Awesome. All right. So we just went through our first priority, our first P, which was prayer. Now let's look at our hack and highlight. Excellent. Time for hacks and highlights. Did you say excellent? No, <laughs> I said excellent. Oh my gosh. Yep. So what are you? Our hack today, 
has to do with suffering. Okay. It has to do with suffering. We did a whole episode on suffering and in that we talked a lot about how suffering will come our way. Like there's just, there's no way around it. That's mm-hmm. it's a part of life. Um, and so our hack today has to do with suffering because when it comes, we don't want to waste it because the fact is, is we can always offer up our suffering for someone or something and that can help give a little bit of purpose to it. Yep. But I know me personally, when I'm in the moment, it can be really easy for me to forget to offer up that suffering because yep. I'm too busy moping usually Yeah. Good. to think about other people. Real talk. Just, yeah. Hashtag real talk. So one Catholic hack for dealing with this is first thing in the morning to pray the morning offering, Mm -hmm. just to, in that moment, offer up that day. And we'll put in in the show notes here, um, just uh, the real traditional morning offering. It's just a great way to offer the day to the Lord. And then when you finish that prayer, you can just pick someone or something that you're going to offer your day suffering up for. Mm -hmm. So you pre-pick it. Then, when the suffering comes, you're covered. I mean, it wouldn't hurt to continue to offer it up for no, you. No, no, certainly you got, not. You, at least you got it going for yourself. This is what makes it a hack, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's great because in the moment, you might not think of it, but mm-hmm. you've already offered up the day to the Lord. You've already offered up your suffering for a particular thing, yep. and so you know that that suffering is going there. You might not recognize it in the moment, but maybe later that night, you're like, wow, that was really intense, but you know what? At least... I know that my suffering was offered up for so-and-so who's going through something really difficult. Mm-hmm. Then you don't waste it. Yeah. and that Never morning, waste suffering. That's right. And that morning offering is a great cue as we form that habit to pray for other people to help remind us, oh, this is my opportunity to offer up or to think of that person. Maybe it's a, a weekly, every Monday it's for this person, every Tuesday it's for that person. But it just gives it that, that moment to say, how do I not pray for others and how can I offer my suffering up for them? It's awesome. Awesome. All right, Kev, you got the highlight today. What's our highlight? Our highlight is Global Leadership Summit. And this is a conference that I've been to before. It's something that you're going to attend here soon, which is really exciting. And it's an amazing conference. And it's it's all about leadership. And it's it's just incredible the amount of dynamic speakers that they bring into this conference. They have a location out of an evangelical church in Chicago. But then, and so you can attend in person or what really the most participants do is they actually watch it with a community, maybe in a church or at a workplace, watch the speakers uh, online with the live uh, streaming. Um, it's just so cool. Um, they bring in folks like Marcus Lemonis. That's this year. This, this year's year. lineup. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which, who's Marcus Lemonis? People may not know that. Yeah. So Marcus Lemonis, I'm trying to think of the, what, what's the name of the show? We used the to watch Pro- all it. Oh, The Prophet. Prophet. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just a, like amazing business person and trying to coach people and things like that. And one thing about, I mean, Marcus, so it's it's Global Leadership Summit. It's put on by um, a church, but not all the speakers. Non-denominational church. Yeah, non-denomin- this isn't a Catholic event. That's right. Um, but not all the speakers are actually Christian, uh, but they just want the best of leadership and then to allow the audience to try to figure out how that makes sense with their faith as well. So a lot of the speakers are Christian, but just a FYI, not all of them are. But um, Andy Stanley will be see, will be speaking this year. Uh, Pat Lencioni oh, in the past. Who these people are. Oh, not everybody knows who Andy Stanley is like we do. That's right. Yeah. Andy Stanley is also a Protestant pastor. I'm trying to think of his church, but he has a leadership podcast at well as well. That's really, 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 um, yeah, popular. That's good. And we've read a book by him also on speaking, on which speaking. is really good. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the book again? The book, um, communication for a change. Yeah. Yeah. Communicating really for a change. Yeah. Communicating for a change. Okay. Yeah. 
fantastic. Yes. So there's, yeah, there's a great line, but I'm, I'm really excited to see Marcus. I'm excited to see Andy. I'm also excited this year. Uh, I'm never going to pronounce this last name correct in my life. You can just say the first name, I think. Immaculate. Everybody yeah. knows Immaculate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Illibagzina, something yep, like that's that. That's why people call mm-hmm. it Immaculate. Immaculate. Maculee. See, we can't even pronounce her first name right either. Anyways, so yes, yeah, just she's a Catholic speaker. She's going to be there this year, yep. which I'm very excited. Um, yeah, Pat Lencioni's done in the past. Great yep. Catholic He's been man. Focus Seek Conference. Yep. Mm-hmm. The host this year is Michael Jr., who was at Seek yep. this last year. He's hilarious. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So it's something that you, um, I know. First of all, I just think it's important to know, like church global, like mm-hmm. that this is going on because hundreds of thousands of people will be attending this either at a virtual site or or there um all over the world which is kind of cool it's going on this friday no thursday friday i will be going to a satellite one here in denver uh with a friend of mine and also you can look up they have an app with talks from the past that you can look up so we'll put that in the show notes where you can find that app it's pretty cool um to be able to see just who they brought in over the years Mm -hmm. um just really really big names in terms of leadership but trying to apply it to, well, how do we use this like in our ministry and in our apostolates? So yep. it's cool. Yeah. Excited That's about awesome. it. Download the app. Yeah. Cool. Good work. Cool. So that was our hack and highlight. Now we want to return to our priorities, mm-hmm. which all start with P. And this next one is person. Lisa, you want to tell us a little bit more about the priority of person? What does that mean? Person. Our next priority, so after prayer, our next priority is is taking care of Mm ourselves and and the self-care. And I know a lot of times self-care, like, can get a bad rap, this idea of, like, oh, yeah, self-care. We need to go sit at the salon and Mm -hmm. get our nails done. Or a guy needs to just binge on his Xbox for some reason, like, that's self-care. That's not what we're talking about. That's not the kind of self-care we're talking about not indulging in self-care, but taking care of ourselves, making sure that we ourselves are taken care of. So the analogy that's often used here is when you get on an airplane and they're going through the instructions for here's what you do if there's an emergency and they talk about the oxygen mask dropping down. Mm -hmm. They always tell you, put the mask on yourself first before you help anybody. And there's a reason for that because, you know, especially with our kids, they always make sure to tell you, you know, like, make sure you take care of yourself before your children. Not because they don't care about our kids, but because if I don't get my mask on myself and I pass out, then I'm of no help to my kid who needs a mask. Yep. So you have to really make sure that you're helping yourself uh, in a sense and making sure that you are taken care of so that you can take care of others. Mm-hmm. So what does this mean in terms of scheduling? What are we looking for? Uh, top priorities, first of all, sleep. Yes. I think oftentimes we kind of brag about how little sleep we get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you're a new mom or a young mom, that's just reality. Yep. That's just reality. There were seasons in life for us where a four hour stretch was heaven. And mm-hmm. that was just reality. But when when we can, and I would say for that mom who's only getting four hours, you want to work in a time to nap if at all possible. Not always possible. Sometimes there's just insane seasons. Yep. But if we can, I think what's recommended, what I've always heard is seven hours, seven to eight hours is kind of what the average person needs. Yep. So for me, I try to get in seven and a half. That's my goal. I've got my Fitbit now so I can watch myself sleep. Little tip on that too. Well, not while you sleep, but after you <laughs> sleep. You're no. not like, that'd be really cool. But no, but after you sleep, you can see your sleep. Yeah. Yeah. In the morning, I can check out how long did I sleep? One thing I've learned is that I'm actually awake for about an hour. Hmm. Like, so if I go to bed at eight and I wake up at 
six. It looks like I slept eight hours, but I actually only slept for seven hours. Because the Fitbit shows your rim cycles. Yes. Based on your heartbeat, I think. Yeah. So it yeah. knows when I'm up and it'll show me. And it just takes a little while to fall asleep. And then, it, you know, you wake up. And so it's just interesting to see. So really, whatever it is that you want, you need to give yourself at least a half hour buffer to schedule it in. That's yeah. my suggestion. Good. At least half hour. So because it takes time to fall asleep and you wake up in the middle of the night. Secondly, on self-care that, that needs to be a priority here is exercise. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this is a hard one for a lot of people mm-hmm. trying to fit in exercise. And I, I completely get it, especially in the winter when there's snow on the ground and it's really cold and well, now I have to get a gym membership. Like yep. I don't have, you know, the finances for that, but it really, I found for me, I run, that's how I get my exercise in. If I'm not exercising, I actually find that I am less energized and I'm less productive. I'm less motivated. I'm mm-hmm. just not as happy of a person because I'm not getting endorphins. Yep. And so for me, scheduling and running, while it seems like a luxury, is actually really a necessity. And I think for everybody, exercise shouldn't be seen as a luxury. It should be seen as a necessity, especially in our society today where a lot of us sit at computers and we, we're not out, you know, working in a field or something where exercise is just natural. (laughs) It's not, you know, built into our day. So unless if you've got a job where you're doing awesome manual labor that that gets your exercise in, really got to make that a priority to take care of yourself. And I think with a lot of these priorities, the thing that comes to mind is we don't often see their effect until it's long term. Like if you don't get sleep right away, you, you might notice it right away or you might not might be after a while when you don't sleep or exercise. I was like, Oh, I didn't exercise this week. I don't feel that much different. Or prayer. Like, I haven't prayed for a while. I mean, I think my relationship with God is still good. But over time, that's where these things really catch up with us. And so I think it's just Mm -hmm. really important that we don't, whatever these things are, that we don't let them lag for a long period of time and really allow them to affect us. But to really make sure we're on it is really huge. But uh, yeah, we're not always going to see the effects right away. But that doesn't mean it's not hurting us and it's not going to hurt us a lot down the road. Yeah. And me, myself, with summer, it's... it's harder to live a schedule because things are just all over the place. We're constantly, somebody's, you know, doing a day camp or we're taking a trip or somebody's in town visiting. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to get into a group. So one thing I'm just going to announce here on the podcast to hold myself accountable, because if I tell you and then I don't do it, I'll be really embarrassed. But there is a 15 K coming up that my friend, Beth, who I love dearly, told me about, and she's always like, Lisa, here's something we should do together. (laughs) She's always giving me races, and I'm always like, yeah, and then just thinking, I don't have time. Well, this one I'm doing, so the 15K. It's in October, so if I don't have an Instagram picture of me at the race, um, you can, I'll be embarrassed, so that's why I'm announcing it. I'm doing it. Great. I just got new running shoes yesterday. It's time. Yep. It's time to do a significant race, so nine miles. It's going to be awesome. You'll do it. All right. Next, under self-care, yeah. nutrition, eating, eating. I think so often it's easy just to skip breakfast, mm-hmm. but we need to be eating because if we don't have nutrition, then we can get hangry very easily. Oh, yeah. It's real. Mm-hmm. So making that a priority when it comes to self-care, self-care to this priority of our person taking care of ourselves. And then finally, leisure. Building in true leisure, not fake leisure. We've talked about this on the podcast several times. Um, that includes taking a Sabbath, which just overlaps with your spiritual life. Same Mm -hmm. thing. That's a two for one right there. We need time just to, to be able to rejuvenate and to rest. And that needs to be built into our schedule or else 
either we do it poorly where we just like unintentional downtime that actually doesn't build us up yep. um, or we don't do it at all because mm-hmm. we just keep running from one thing to the next. And so the easiest way for us to do that, to build that into our schedule is to actually taking a Sabbath mm-hmm. um, and then trying to find um, just pockets throughout the day where there's intentional rest time. So yep. there it is, our first two priorities. There you go. So we looked at two priorities today as we we're looking to build our schedule. We looked at prayer and person, and we have three more to go, which is going to be in part two because we're doing a two-part There's just topic. so much to say on this. And it's going to be great. Excellent. So I think it's time for our how-to challenge then. Mm -hmm. And our how-to challenge for today as like the midpoint of this two-part series is to find one area of prayer and personal care that you know you need to build into your schedule and just begin to kind of start thinking it over. What area of prayer, you know, is it, I just don't make it to Sunday mass every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Great. Start there. Or I just, I don't pray, um, very often, like, yeah. like have conversation with God. Okay, start there. Find what is that one area that's that's most important um, for your prayer life and then for personal care. Same thing, like I never eat breakfast. Okay, great. Start thinking about how can you build those things into your schedule and we'll kind of give you some more instruction when it comes to part two of the podcast. Yeah. So thanks for joining us today. Um, we always leave the podcast with just kind of a little... Uh, call to action, if you will, will. a little something that, that we'd like, uh, to suggest for you to do. So today, um, I'm, I'm going to suggest something that that's not, um, yeah, that Kevin isn't necessarily, um, fully aware of here, but Kevin recently started an Instagram account and I love Instagram. I, it's my favorite social media platform. Mm. I'm on it all the time. So I just, um, on my call to action here is to check out Kevin's Instagram account that he's kind of getting started up on because he doesn't have a whole lot of friends. Not that his worth or value comes in his friends on Instagram. <laughs> I hope not because if so, it would it be doesn't. bad. It doesn't. But um, he just shares some fun stuff that make me happy and, and maybe they'll encourage and make you happy as well. So you can check out Kevin's Instagram. That's the last thing for the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody, and be saints. It's worth it.